0: On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show.
1: Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandfall
0: League. Sure doesn't. Jared Walsh, Dan Menzel here in Studio Lumo on SENSA and Men's. It is going to be a huge week of Host Plus Sandford League action with the Women's Grand Final this weekend. Another big round heading into round nine for the 2023 Host Plus Sandford League season. Um, first of all, I think it's important that I say, Daniel Menzel, congratulations. How are you feeling? Uh, Thank you, Walshie. I'm unsure as in
2: which you mean with this. I'm guessing uh, my partner put up a post yesterday of pregnancy. Is that where you were going? Well, also, what about this? This Scott McCallum,
3: the left boot, to the lead of Menzel, who takes the mark inside
0: 50. He's got Ballenden yelling at him, ignores him. Can Dan Menzel kick the 10th? I tell you what, it's not a bad kick. Dan Menzel! Put the Eagles back in front! Listen to Paul Bonser. He's thrown the microphone down. We'll get to that in a moment. Let's (laughs) talk about the other stuff first of all. So it's been a massive year for you. Far out. So... You start off the year by saying that you are engaged, which is awesome, and I do all my celebrating then, and then last night, while I'm in the middle of a storm in South Australia, where oh, yeah. it's pouring down with rain, and I'm trying to keep all of the flooding out of my house, I'm like, I might just have a look at Instagram, and there you go, what, you're expecting your child, what is going on? This is awesome, congratulations. Thank you, Walsh. It, uh it is
2: incredible news, uh, Ash is going really well, and Look, I've, I've sat here and listened to you interview guests and talk about your children, and I've sat yeah. here uh, quietly and thinking, yeah, I'm not too far away from that. And it is, it's super exciting. It's uh, it's a new chapter of my life, and uh, we're really excited, and everything's going smoothly so far. So it, uh, yeah, it was a really good night. I, I had similar issues. We've got a couple of bunny rabbits, so we had to make sure that they didn't drown last night with the incredible <laughs> storm that came in. So uh, yeah, it's a challenging night for everyone in South Australia last night.
0: Is this the first one in your family? Like your your folks are going to be grandparents for the (laughs) first time? How does this all work? Uh, So Ash's mum
2: will be a a grandmother for the first time. She is pumped. Uh, My mum will be a twelfth, so she's not as excited. Twelfth, probably fair enough. What do you mean? I have five brothers, so there's six boys. So I'm the second last to have a child. So oh my gosh, yeah. So effectively, I think that um, Ash's mum, uh, Samantha, will be doing a lot of the grandparent duty.
0: Oh man. So, and what you'll now have is expectation to not just have one kid. You'll probably have to, because you know what it's like to grow up with four siblings. Yeah. Wow. That's exhausting and really expensive.
2: Yes, that that (laughs) I'm looking forward to. Um, But no, you're right. It's, uh, there will definitely, hopefully there'll be multiple and uh, we'll go from there. But um, yeah, having, living with five brothers uh, growing up, we, we had half a cricket team, half, uh, in the backyard.
0: So it's, uh, it is incredible to have a big family. So we know Troy played, uh, AFL. He was at Carlton and at Adelaide and he's a premiership player with you. Did your other brothers play footy as well? Pardon my ignorance.
2: No, no, they did, but not, not at Sandful level. They played play juniors of Sandful and yeah. even up through the 17s and 19s back then it was, um, and their reserves, but, um, they, they went down different, um, career pathways, uh, once an elect- a couple of electricians now, um, computer technician and uh one's in um uh cameras and it so they went down different pathways but definitely have a sporting background
0: well i'm stoked for you mate and i I say this a lot um when it comes to parenting and you'll probably think i'm just saying it now but until you actually welcome the the child into the world it it changes your perspective on everything like you literally i feel life starts when you have kids because you're your identity means nothing, and it will change your footy. I promise you it will change your outlook on footy, and you've always had a really good outlook on footy, when recovering from injuries and, and moving clubs and things like that. But this is going to have such an impact on you, I think a very important time of your life as well. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I turn, I've, I've spoken with a couple of the boys at the club, Luke Thompson, um, Joey Son. I have kids as well. Hmm. and. Uh, you do. You have these chats with them, and um, it will make uh, footy seem somewhat insignificant, I will imagine.
0: Awesome. Okay, so let's talk footy and get into the, re- uh, the weekend Fighting review. Your performance review, it says more about me than you, it's morally defeating and often misleading is the best we could do, so here we go. It would have to be one of the, the closest rounds of football we've seen, means
2: <laughs> It absolutely was. It was an incredible round for any fan out there that watched their team on the weekend. Other than one game, you would have expected and hoped your team was going to win with the position they were in late in the game. And so we'll start with uh, Glenelg and the Adelaide Footy Club. Now, this was uh, second versus third on the ladder, two teams that are going extremely well at the moment. And... Look, Adelaide did everything right to win it, but Glenelg, like good sides do, at home, uh, came strong. Matty Allen kicked a ripping goal to win the game for them.
0: And having a look at that, the top three on the table now, um, apart from Sturt and Glenelg, who have won five on the trot for the Crows, that at the start of the season, I thought were flag favourites. I mean, they're, they're three and two over their past five. So a couple of questions that need to be asked. But we also, I guess we also predicted this would happen at this time of the year with players going in and out.
2: Yeah, we did. We, we said that their team will certainly... Um, fluctuate throughout the season and, and we're starting to see that a little bit. We take them take on Adelaide this weekend at Adelaide Oval. I'm hoping that fluctuation continues a little bit more with a few players <laughs> potentially out. But uh, no, it is, it's um, It's good to see. Glenelg, really good win. They keep marching. That's seven in a row for the Bays. That's incredible, which is great because they take on the double Blues this week who won eight in a row. So what a matchup we'll have. We won't jump into that yet. But... Central District's got an important win against Norwood. We talk about Norwood and say, when oh, is their man. first They're so
0: close. <laughs> win going to
2: come? Well, how's this for a Norwood fan? They haven't got any points yet this year, and they have a kick after the siren to tie the game. They would have taken at least a point. Yeah, And that goes through for a behind from Connor McLean. And Central's do what they do at home. They win again, and all four of their wins have come at home this season.
0: And Norwood's percentage is still a concern too. They, It's, it's a real challenging time for everybody at the parade and I'm just going to keep on hoping they get one victory soon because I want to see an even competition and I, I think we also have a bit of bias because we've spent so much time speaking with Twiggy Rawlings and how respected he is you don't want to see him going through these challenging times but I guess it it brings out the best in people so Sturt at a four-point win over Westies um, I mean is there such a thing as an honourable loss?
2: No, there is, and West Adelaide have won the Wooden Spoon the last four seasons. So to go to the team that is undefeated, play at their home uh, home ground, which is an incredibly difficult place to play, and to be in front late in the game, Mm. it is really well done by West Adelaide. It's disappointing. But uh, they pushed Sturr, but Sturr, as good teams do, they find a way to win.
0: South Adelaide finally get a victory as well over the Roosters. So that's good for the Panthers. I mean, their, their finals hopes are still alive because of the evenness of the competition. But I feel like they needed a win and they needed a win against quality opposition.
2: They certainly did. And, and they were very impressive. They were good last week. And they they turned it last week against Sturr at home. Just got done in that one. But uh, to go to North Adelaide, to go to prospect and win like that, That game there will impact the power rankings later on.
0: Talk us through your match at Alberton against uh, Port Adelaide where you kick the winning goal, which is awesome because I feel responsible for you being selected and also um, playing really well. (laughs) Um, It must have been satisfying for you, mate, personally. You don't need to go into too much detail about it, but... I loved watching the video of you kicking that goal because you could see the boys get around you to see how much it meant to you not just to be recalled to the side because you'd done enough playing reserves, but to have a moment where you could actually do that and um, I, I guess have a bit of reflection to the people that would have doubted you. I'm sure it was quite satisfying.
2: It was. It was It was really special. I think um, when I kicked my first goal of the game, I felt the love. Rory Lehman ran from full back all the way down to, to get around me and... I felt the love from the, the boys on the weekend and um, that certainly continued as the game continued. And, and then in winning that game, um, it was, it was nice. It sort of, it does, it reinforces your, your confidence levels that you have in yourself and um, that the work you're putting in is starting to pay off. And uh, look, Port Adelaide came hard. They were two goals, eight at half time, So they kicked six in the last quarter. Uh, when they hit the front, I thought, oh no, we've absolutely butchered this. But um, to win in that fashion, a tough win against a team that's going pretty well at the moment.
0: Can I ask you a question? What's it like to play on someone like Tom Jonas who wasn't selected for the AFL team and then he makes his way back into play for Port Adelaide? Um, Does he have a different sort of aggression or is he out there to prove a point?
2: Uh, It's a really interesting one. When I saw him selected, I had contrasting feelings. Usually I like playing on AFL players and it's a really good challenge. I did think, however, I've been out of the league team for a few weeks. I'll come back in and I'm probably going to get the poor captain come to me. So how's that? Yeah. But um, it was a really good battle. Um, he We stood against each other for probably half of the game, I guess. You, you fluctuate and you go on to other players throughout. But I think his mindset was to play well, get through, come off and intercept and impact the game. And um, he took a couple of good grabs. Uh, but at the same time... They play very much a system defense as well, so it's not as much a hard lockdown one-on-one. Uh, but he did move pretty well. He did a few good things, but th- we know that their AFL side's going really well at the
0: South moment. South Australia lost a couple of players due to the AFL mid-season draft, but they gained one in Quinton Narkle, who seemed to perform really well for Port Adelaide in his first game. I love seeing this. I played with Narks at Geelong, and
2: uh, and and spent some good seasons with Narks. He went through an ACL reconstruction. I've obviously had the four, and so I sort of mentored him through that part and. Uh, It was great to see him move so well and be so good around stoppage and contests, which he always was at Geelong but struggled to get to that next level. Um, For mine, he was the best player on the ground on the weekend in his first game for the club. That, That says something. So... If he gets his opportunity, I think it's when he gets his opportunity, um, he will come in and he'll have an impact at AFL level.
0: Just quickly, before we get into your likes and dislikes of the round, because this time last week we were speaking about the mid-season draft, and both of us were convinced that Noel Castellini was going to get drafted. It didn't end up happening. Um, your team loses a player. Also, the Bays loses a player. So, were you surprised at some of those selections? And, uh, I mean, again, it's going to impact the league. It impacts your team. <laughs> Yeah, it does. We, uh, we obviously had Zane Williams go last year in the mid-season
2: draft and then this year Mitch Hardy. It's great to see. Um, Mitch Hardy's one of the best stories out there. He was playing reserves a couple of years ago. He won our best and fairest in the reserves. Last year he broke in but he was still sort of that bit part player and had a massive preseason this year and has dominated and, and got his opportunity which is great to see at Geelong at a great footy club. Um, Matty Coutard's the interesting one. Mm. He was playing reserves footy at the start of the season. He came into league only a month ago and had two touches in his first game. Didn't get near it. Um, and it just shows if, clubs can see little things. Um, he's very good mates with Tyson Stengel and Shai Bolton. Now, Shai is at Richmond. I mm-hmm. imagine he's going, hey, just... Watch out for this guy over the coming weeks. And they've seen something. And they, they picked it before the Central's game. They then went out and watched him in the Central's game He kicked four and then obviously said, yep, we'll pull the trigger. And it's a great
0: opportunity. It's amazing how it can work. Uh, again, I I would love to see these players getting 18-month contracts instead of 6 months ones because it's a um, you've got to come in and perform straight away with – you look at Quinton Narkel, for example, at Port Adelaide. He has to prove his worth. And then get into a side which is in the top four on the AFL table, and then if he doesn't, then see you later. Head back home. You just got to ship your whole family or your life yep.
2: temporarily. Yeah, you do, and it is really challenging. Zane Williams had that exact same thing happen last year, where you go to a team that is winning, and yeah. you don't break in, and they have to delist guys at the end of the season, and that's you're unfortunately one of the casualties there. So it is really challenging. Narks has been at a lot of different clubs training, so you hope that he
0: gets the opportunity here at Port Adelaide. Let's find out what you liked.
2: So we alluded to this at the start of the show, and you you nailed it from the first point, I reckon, Walsh. You're the close finishes in this round. Four of the five games finished with wins under a goal in the round eight of the Host Plus Sample League. So Matt Allen's goal to give the Bays a two-point win over the Crows Conor McLean shot after the siren that missed to leave Norwich short of their first points of the season, stirred by four points and uh, the Eagles with a goal from outside fifty to get the job done was four close finishes. We love seeing that in the sample. Absolutely, we love that. So the bad this week is the other game that I didn't mention. It's ineffective football from North Adelaide. So how's this for some statistics? North Adelaide had the top seven possession getters on the ground against South Adelaide. However, they lost the game by 27 points and they lost the inside 50 count 51 to 31. So when you have the top seven possession getters on the ground, yet you only get the ball inside 50 31 times, that screams of junk touches with little impact on the game. So I think they're better than this, North Adelaide. And, and they got comprehensively beaten on the weekend. And I think Jacob Surgeon will look for a massive response
0: this week. We have a huge show today. The Host Plus Sandful League. Nothing beats it. Uh, not too far away. Connor Ballandon. What can you tell us about Connor, Menz? Because you've organised this interview. We are looking forward to having a chat to Connor.
2: Yeah, Ballers is a, a great character. He's a real... Confidence, man. He gets up and about when he's going well, and uh, we'll have a couple of questions. I'm interested to see if you fire a few curveballs at him as well.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely a curveball kind of guy. (laughs) And as we turn our attention to the Host Plus Sandfall League uh, Sandfall W Grand Final this weekend, uh, we are next going to be joined by the captains of both teams. So joining us, we are pumped Brie Cleggett from South Adelaide and Shelby Smith for Centrals. We should mention, too, Um, just briefly, and I know we'll. uh, dig deep into this one last night was the best and fairest award for the host plus sandful w league and piper window 17 years of age um 19 votes from the base congratulations that's outstanding um shelves who we're speaking to on 12 votes from the doggies um has a little asterisk next to her name as well so um should i ask that question about why that's it <laughs> uh i know exactly what that's for so i reckon you can go into it <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a great day today on SENSA. it is the sample show On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show fierce rivalries.
1: Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League.
0: Nothing beats grand final week two in the Sandful W. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel here. It was a big night last night in the 2023 Host Plus Sandful W League. Best and fairest award. Congratulations to Glenelg midfielder. Piper Window as we turn our attention to this weekend at Prospect Oval. It is South Adelaide vying for their third Sandful W Premiership and the Doggies going for their first and we are so lucky to be joined on the Sandful show by the Skippers of both teams, Shelby Smith for Central Districts, and as I say, good afternoon to you, Bree Cleggett from South Adelaide. I'm sure you're excited for this weekend.
4: Yeah, so it's a really exciting milestone for us. I um, don't think that the number of times that you kind of um, achieve the opportunity to, to have a crack, and it's um, just as exciting for us this time. So you know, it's been a, it's been a lot of work from pre-season, um, a lot of work on the structure and the culture of, of how we put a program together, and. Um, yeah, we're just stoked, just stoked
2: to be here, which is awesome. It is, and we'll go to Shelby, the central skipper. How has this week been? The Sample W Awards last night, uh, are you building into the grand final? How is the emotions?
1: Um, yeah, I think it hit me yesterday. Um, I was saying it feels like I'm on a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Um, but yeah, no, it feels a bit surreal at the moment, but um, so excited and just, yeah, really trying to embrace. All the emotions that this week comes
2: with. So, shall we just on that and on your impressive win against Norwood on the weekend, sixty-two to twenty-two? Uh, I want to know how did you unlock that free-flowing ball movement that we saw? It was it was a great spectacle to watch, and uh, obviously, you'll be hoping for the same thing this weekend.
1: Um, yeah, obviously, we reviewed our game um, against South, and we just spoke about and worked on those things in the during the week um, last week on. How we want to play, and um, I think our younger girls help with when they get more involved in the game with the way that we move the ball. So yeah, we just focused on that, and
2: yeah. And Breed, to you, the number one defence this year in the competition, in South Adelaide. I'm I'm guessing with a, a good result a couple of weeks ago against the Dogs, that will be the focus this week.
4: Yeah, our defensive structure is something that we we pride ourselves brand on. Um, absolutely, there's certainly a unit back there. I know um, within last night's CNS uh, reflections, it was interesting. Um, we have a lot of lockdown defenders, and um, you know I think the, re- the awards last night reflected that team team um, effort in how they stand that up. But. Importantly, you know, we've we've got a lot of structure in the mid through Bollio and Centre Gordon and, and the like. So, um across the grounds will be the focus and, and locking down a few of Central's um, players. So it, it'll be an interesting hit out.
0: You must be proud of that though. You mentioned the best and fairest last night and to see um, such an even spread of players, you know, with, with no Panther in the top six in the, the final voting. So um, we see that yeah. with really good sides and a really strong culture of a team that doesn't strive for those individual accolades. So that's going to be really important on the weekend.
4: Absolutely. Um, you know, as I said, that's we're actually quite proud of that um it means that we're playing exactly the brand of 40 that we want to be playing is is team first and, and sticking to our structure and no he- heroic efforts um makes it you know more difficult for teams to lock us down because it's um you know all, all of the players on the field not a not a few that you can lock down and we we crumbled. so um we're really excited by that and you know we, we did have a couple place in team of the year and uh, Macca's moment with with Lily, um, so it's, it's awesome to see those girls recognised, they certainly um, deserve it, but for that team footy is, is certainly where we want our style to stay.
2: Certainly do, and I'm glad that we talked about and have brought up the accolades there, Walshy. Uh, here's a couple of the best on ground names from the previous grand finals, Zoe Prowse last year, Ebony Marinoff and Anne Hatchard, so a couple of really good names there. So, Shelby, I'll go to you first. I'm going to put you both on the spot here. If it's not you to win the best on-ground medal this weekend, which player from your team do we have to watch out for?
1: Um, I'm going to go with Caitlin Wendelin. I reckon she's had a stellar year, and um, sometimes she can be the difference in our game. So I'm going to go with her.
2: Good one, good one. How about you, Brie, for South Adelaide?
4: Uh, I think that... It'll actually start from our midfield. I think Brooke Borleo is, as I said before, she's a bit of a temperature uh, gauge for us. Um, and she certainly brings a lot of grit in our trademark. So I think she'll be one that, that sets us going.
0: Are you both glad? I'll start with you, Bree, that the, uh, the wet weather's kind of gone now. Because imagine playing in the conditions <laughs> that were in South Australia over the past 24 hours.
4: Oh, I, I must admit, I love the wet uh, weather footy. It feels like footy season when it comes around. Um, but, yeah, no, it, 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 if it holds off for a little bit longer, um, it'll be nice to have a reasonably dry ground to play on. But uh, either or, it doesn't matter. Um, we'll be excited either way.
0: And what about for you, Shelby? I mean, it is a build-up to the weekend. There's a few days left until the ball is bounced. And I know that the really want to – make you athletes feel just as important as what happens on Adelaide Oval in September with uh, a lot of entertainment, the national anthem and all that kind of stuff. Like, is it starting to feel like grand final week for you?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, getting a bit more anxious now. So, yeah, it's definitely starting to feel like it and all the messages and, um, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, surreal. So, yeah.
2: And just before we let you... Girls go. be training this week. What does it look like heading into the weekend?
1: Uh, yeah, so we've got training tomorrow night, and then we'll do um, a light session on Saturday. And, um, yeah, I think we'll just keep it as normal as possible, um, try and, like, let the bodies recover. So, yeah, from the game on the weekend. But, yeah, exciting.
4: Uh,
2: it is exciting. And much the same for you, Bree.
4: Yeah, nothing. Nothing really changes. Um, as a wanting to surprise you, but nothing really changes. Um, we we we're pretty disciplined on our structure and holding the line to the point where we, I think we we all rolled in sweaty messes uh to the BNF last night after coming off the track to stick with our routine. So. That's important to us, that discipline. So nothing
0: changes. That's better than the other sweaty messes that some of the players who aren't playing in a grand final <laughs> would walk out of the awards. So um, congratulations <laughs> to you both. You've, you've earned the right to play for a Sandful W Premiership and um, hopefully it goes the way that your team wants it to go. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you guys. Really good to be joined by the Skippers for our Sandful W Grand finalist Brie Cleggett from South and Shelby Smith from Centrals. We'll get your tips on that game a little bit later on men's. Uh, and not too far away, we are going to speak to Connor Ballandon, one of your teammates from Woodville West Torrens. And I've got a few questions I need to ask him, which aren't specifically football related. And I don't know where I got these questions from, but... Hopefully he responds quite warmly to them I cannot wait for this (laughs) Alright, it is the Sandful Show Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show Fierce Rivalries,
1: Nothing Beats the Host Plus Sandful League.
0: If you have just joined us on the Sandful Show, it's Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel here. Fierce Rivalries, Nothing Beats the Host Plus Sandful League. We just caught up with the captains for the Sandful W Grand Final. Brie Legate for South, Shelby Smith for centrals and this weekend in the men's competition uh woodville west torrents preparing to head to adelaide oval to take on adelaide and someone who is paramount in the success of the eagles if they want to stay in the top five on the table is our next guest who could last be heard screaming at dan menzel uh let's have a listen to him he's got balladin Yelling at him. He ignores him. Meds pass with me the ball. Meds, stop <laughs> being a hog. Here he is right now. Connor, good afternoon to you. Thanks for joining us. Good
3: morning. Thanks for having me. I do remember that.
0: <laughs> what was it like? Uh, to? Well, I've already spoken to Men's about um, having him kick uh, a couple of goals and really important ones as well, but um, uh, we could see how much it meant to the boys to get that win over Port Adelaide and to, uh, to climb up into that top four.
3: Absolutely. We probably started off the season um, a bit slower than we would have liked to, and just probably over the last three weeks, having the consistency um, to, I guess, stack those wins in a row is massive. Um, and yeah, it was just it was great to have Dan back in the side this week, and obviously kick me the crucial winning goal. So yeah.
2: Thanks, Ballers. Now um, the weekend's game, as we touched on, uh, there was the inside fifty count was sixty-three to thirty-one. Did it feel like that out there, that the wider numbers were just completely against the Eagles?
3: To be honest, I didn't really have that recollection. It was a bit, it was a bit baffling to me when I, I walked off the field and um, someone said that we lost inside 50 counts by 30 because it didn't really feel like that in the day. It was a pretty scrappy game, um, but I guess probably... We were able to get a bit more bang for our buck, and we did go inside 50, um, something that we've been focusing on as a forward line. So I guess um, a bit of a scrappy win, but we'll take it nonetheless.
2: Now, just on your form, you kicked 15 goals for this year with bags of five against Sturt and three against Centrals. How is the body? How do you see your own form at the moment?
3: Yeah... I feel like I've been relatively pleased with the start of the year. Uh, I think that probably I've had a, a bit of a quieter fortnight or so. So uh, this week, just really trying to strip it back and um, main focus for myself is uh, getting the contest right and everything else comes up the back of that. Um, having just a yeah competitive mindset, then, yeah, I guess backing in my skills, which is marking and, and taking the game on with my legs. Um, but yeah, I guess, Personally, it's been a good start to the year um, and just, for the most part, just trying to play my role for the team, um, whatever that looks like, whether that's in the ruck or forward. So um, trying to make the most of that, really.
0: Now, you guys get the opportunity to play on Adelaide Oval for those players that weren't a part of the, the finals campaign or part of the West End State team. I'm sure it's something that you look forward to when the fixture comes out um, prior to each season to play on that brilliant turf.
3: Absolutely. Um, luckily, had the opportunity to play there three weeks ago and honestly just loved every second of being out there. I think it's really special when um, the clubs do get the opportunity to play at Adelaide Oval, um, especially during the finals series. Um, I haven't had the opportunity to play finals in the Sanford yet, but hopefully this year. And um, yeah, no, absolutely cherished the opportunity to play on such a um, amazing stadium.
2: Now, Bell, as you touched on playing on Adelaide over three weeks ago, it's back-to-back state experiences for you for South Australia. You kicked the seal off for South Australia this season. Um, your experiences in the state setup and the program, and how that's been for
3: you—really good. Um, coming coming from Queensland, probably um, football's not as big, or I guess uh, state league football's not as big in Queensland. So when I did move down. to I probably um, just embraced how you know the community actually loves sample footy, gets around it, and then obviously the opportunity to play um, in the state side with uh, members of all the other teams that you wouldn't ordinarily cross paths with. Um, it's been a great opportunity the last couple of years, and um, especially especially this year, um, getting to play at home on, on the Adelaide Oval was probably um, even more special than, than going away, but... Um, yeah, I've, I've loved the opportunity to play the last two years, and, and hopefully, it's not the last time I'll represent the state.
0: Connor, we did briefly touch on your AFL experience as part of the, the Brisbane Lions. I wanted to quickly ask about their academy setup. It's something that we don't see too often um, here in South Australia and around the country. And I use the example of Will Ashcroft at the moment, who's a ready made AFL footballer because he was part of that academy setup. And his younger brother, I believe, who's about 15, is also there. What is that like? And how does an academy setup prepare you to go to that elite competition?
3: Yeah, it's an amazing um, opportunity for a lot of young kids to go through the academy process. So I actually went into the academy when I was 12 years old. So I was there for the better part of six years, um, getting to use a lot of facilities that Brisbane used, um, getting to mingle with a lot of the players and coaches um, in the younger years. And then when you're sort of 17, 18, you actually uh, get a really good opportunity to play in the Lions BFL side. So you You're getting hands-on coaching. You're getting to mix in with the players playing in the VFL. So I guess it was just uh, fast-tracking your development and probably, uh, yeah, that's the most part. It's fast-tracking your development around the other players and coaches and having the access to a lot of the same facilities that the, the... like the senior men's players are. So, yeah, very grateful for that.
0: I know Mans is going to touch on your relationship with Queensland in a moment in um, another sporting code, but you're still heavily connected to the Brisbane Lions after um, taking your Brisbane Lions bag as check-in luggage onto a flight, travelling and then realising that the whole Brisbane Lions team was actually on your flight.
3: Yeah, no, I've uh, I've copped it a fair bit about that. since, Very, very funny, rocking up to the airport. I don't normally take the Brisbane Lions to have a bag with me, but they did such a good bag, and then Yeah, rocking up there and seeing everyone. I just couldn't believe it. I I would do that,
0: Connor. I went to MC a Socceroos game a few months ago, and I wore my full Socceroos kit back on the plane, and not even the players, the Adelaide (laughs) ones, were wearing it. And some of the journos, like, turned the camera to me, and the actual camera people said, no, that's not a player. He's just a full kit kind of guy. So, I'm mate, I do exactly the same issue, so I don't even stress about that. (laughs)
3: Oh, yeah, I, I did have to just take it. Um, I couldn't find any shots back, so, yeah, it was very funny. Nah, no, Ballas
2: does still wear his Brisbane kit around everywhere as well. But uh, <laughs> So, it's a bit like you, Washi. But, um, Ballas, before we get on to the real fun stuff, um, you played three games for Brisbane in four years between 2018 and 2021. Uh, still... I still believe, and I think a lot of people still believe, that you can cut it at AFL level. What is your best position? You're 200 centimetres tall. Is it center our forward? Is it full forward Is it down back? Or is it in the ruck?
3: Honestly, it's a great question. I grew up always seeing myself as a forward ruck. Um, for the most part, I feel like that is my best position. But probably being able to play as a defender as well is probably just an added string to my bow in, in terms of what I can do. Um, if, if someone asks me what my best position is, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm really enjoying playing forward and then obviously pinch hitting in the ruck as well. Um, that's probably where I see myself at the moment.
0: Well, all the best this weekend. Um, we know the teams aren't officially out yet, but there are whispers that Riley O'Brien might be playing just to match up on you there, <laughs> Connor, again. Um, any thoughts? I hope not, otherwise there could be a few uh, fantasy point records broken. <laughs> <laughs> can you please can you lift a lid on that, Men's, why I gave that little joke there. Yeah, well,
2: so Bella's last year, and he mentioned it, that we played uh, Port Adelaide last year, and he got the three McGarry votes. And then the next game we played, which was after the state game, was against the Adelaide Crows. Mm. And as Ballas recalls it to us now, he, get, he got the negative three McGarry votes because... <laughs> Riley had a good game. Raleigh had one of the all-time games you will ever see in the Sandfall. And unfortunately, Ballas, who was sky high on confidence after the state game, uh, played as the direct opponent to Raleigh in the Ruck. Ballas, your thoughts on 59 that? 59 hit-outs. Uh, well,
3: I would, my reaction would be I've, I've gone away from the fortnight uh, even. So, so, yeah, plus three, minus three.
0: (laughs) No, we like it, mate. Thank you for having some fun with us. This is what the Sandful Show is all about. Congratulations on your season to date, mate. And and as we mentioned, like a couple of state games as well, which is absolutely awesome for you. So all the best. The Eagles are flying right now with the return of the chosen one in Ken Farmer, Dan Menzel, but also um, yourself screaming at him, which we like. He's got (laughs) Ballandon.
3: Yelling at him,
0: he could ignore him. All the best, and cheers for having a laugh. Thank
3: you very much. Take care.
0: See, Mend, you can actually do that. I've I've never really had a full experience with him before, apart from state game stuff, so uh, hopefully he doesn't dislike me now. No, no, Ballas is
2: um, that energy. The reason we we got stuck into him is because he brings such good energy to the club. He's one of those guys, he's your hype man. He gets everyone up and about. But he enjoys the jovial nature of footy, and, and that stuff is, Matt, like if that was me and Riley O'Brien did that, yeah, I'd probably
0: never mention it again. You but, imagine if uh, it happened to Rory Lehman, he'd leave the state. He- <laughs> That's what he's about at the footy club and it's a great person to have at your footy club. We are going to head into our preview in a moment and get your tips, including the uh, Host Plus Sandful W Grand Final. We also are going to get to your power rankings. Is there anything I need to start preparing for or be surprised for? Is it pretty pretty, uh, borderline, not many changes? There might be one huge call this week. All right. We'll get to it next. It is the Host Plus Sandful League Sandful Show on SENSA. On SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show.
1: Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League.
0: Oh, it's been a big show today too. We have caught up with the captains of the Sandford W Grand Final: Brie Cleggett for South and Shelby Smith for Centrals. And we've just got to the bottom of why Connor Ballinan likes to carry around a Brisbane Lions suitcase. <laughs> and hopefully, all the time. hopefully Ryan o- uh, Riley O'Brien is listening as well um, <laughs> this weekend. All right, men, let's straighten up a little bit because we've got to find out who features in your power rankings. Talk us through it, mate. Power rankings are back. Yes,
2: they are. So after round eight, uh, number 10, it's an obvious one. They still don't have any points on the board. It's unfortunate, but it's Norwood. They are number 10. They'll stay there until they can uh, get some winning
0: formula. Okay, we'll be able to talk through if they can win this weekend in a moment too as we'll get to your preview. Who's sitting at number nine? Number nine is West Adelaide. They were much better on the weekend and
2: stiff not to beat Sturt away from home. But they are currently, with two wins on the table,
0: they are number nine. Okay, now... Far out. I've just had a brief look at number eight in your power rankings. What? Just talk us through. Is this a typo? Yeah, I've made
2: a huge call this week with the power rankings. Uh, there was five teams I could have put put here, but I had a look at it and I did a bit more digging. I have North Adelaide dropping four spots in the power rankings. It's the biggest drop what? or move so far since we've done this. And the reason, there is a little bit of reasoning behind this. While well, she, The last four games they played, they lost to South Adelaide by 27 points. They fell over the line against Paul by eight points. But before that, Glenel beat them by 57 and Adelaide beat them by 47. They've been blown out oh effectively in three of their last four games. They are going as badly as, as uh, nearly West Adelaide and Norwood at the moment. It's why I've had to move them down to eight. Oh, men's. That is
0: oh, unbelievable.
2: Who is sitting at number seven on your power rankings? Well, a uh, toy we putting these guys below them, but they beat them on the weekend and they were they were convincing in the win. So South Adelaide has moved up to number seven. They've moved up a spot. They are now with the three wins and five losses. They're eighth on the table, but I've got them at seven. In I'm the liking rankings. what you're doing because they're moving around a fair bit. Uh, number six? Yeah, number six essentials. They stay at number six. They had an important win against Norwood. I don't think they were great on the weekend against Norwood, but they did what they had to do and they stay at six.
0: At number five, halfway through your power rankings, Dan Mendel.
2: Yep, Port Adelaide. I could cop some flack for this because they lost on the weekend. They moved up two spots, but they were impressive. They they won the inside 50 count against the Eagles, 63-31 to 31 on the weekend. There's no way they should have lost that game. They play Central's at home this weekend. I've got them ahead of Central's because I think they will be better than this weekend at home. They come in at number five.
0: Okay, so that means the top four will feature, obviously, the top three teams on the ladder and... One other. Yeah, Eagles comes in at number four. They move up a spot, uh, as they do on the ladder as well.
2: They have now won the three games on the trot, and uh, they're sitting nicely in fourth on the ladder, and they are fourth in our power rankings. Okay, let's get into the top three of your power rankings, Dan Mendel. At number three, it is Adelaide. They lost to Glenelg on the weekend by two points, so I've had to move them down in the power rankings. Uh, there is a little bit of a gap now between the top two and Adelaide. So i have them drop in one spot to number three.
0: And at number two, because I'm assuming Sturt's going to be at number one. Sturt is at number one until they lose, for mine. Yep. So Glenelg
2: is at number two. They are playing as good a footy as anyone in the competition, though, and I am very keen to see how they go against the Double Blues this week, who are our number one team in the power rankings.
0: I like it. Let's preview the round. Footy tips don't improve my life one bit, and so I wonder why I do it. What is the benefit? I would say it makes my life worse. Okay, mens. here we go. The all-important tips. The Eagles taking on Adelaide. Adelaide Oval, 12.35pm on Saturday. This is a huge game for a lot of Eagles boys that have never played at Adelaide Oval. I think I think we will be too good. If we can keep the Crows under 100 points, we'll win this game. The Bloods taking on the Roosters on the 10th of June, which is Saturday, at High sense Stadium. North need a response. I think they will, and they will win. I think North will win. I think... Look, I think Adelaide will be tough at Adelaide Oval. They always are, but um, I don't want to tip against you. So it's a draw. Um, (laughs) At Albert and Oval on Saturday, uh, it is Port Adelaide taking on the Doggies. Hey, I think potentially Charlie Dixon could come back in. We could see
2: Boak in terms of the AFL team. So this team, this Port Adelaide team, I feel for the Bulldogs, they will be as strong as they have been all year and they will be too good at home.
0: Yep, agree with you. Strada Artisanium on Monday. This is the King's birthday Monday. It is Glenelg taking on Sturt. If you haven't got along to a game this season, this is the one. You've got... Glenelg, who's
2: won seven straight, and Sturt, who's won eight straight. How is that for a form line? I think that at
0: home, Glenelg will inflict Sturt's first loss this season. They're trying to focus on something called 10K at the bay, which will be great. I think it would be fantastic. It's a public holiday. Go and see a top-of-the-table clash, which would be awesome. Also, uh, on Monday at Flinders University Stadium, it is south taking on Norwood. Does Jade Rawlings get his first win? I'm going to pick the upset here. I'm going to go
2: with Norwood. I think they were much better on the weekend against Central's. Uh, They are starting. Their better players are
0: starting to play better. I'm going with the Redlegs. And what about the Sandful W Grand Final? So we've spoken to both captains this morning. South, the Doggies, I am. Look, South Adelaide have been outstanding all season. They have been. What are you thinking?
2: Uh, i I think that they have been, but I just love what Centrals did last week to Norwood, who have been a team that have been in every game this year and have been so good. Central's were dominant, and their offense is so potent. I'm going to go with Central's to win their first grand final.
0: Prospect overall the grand final is going to be awesome. Uh, good luck on the weekend, men. It's been a pleasure spending this Wednesday with you. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Fierce rivalries. Congratulations once again. Getting back in the side, but most importantly, a life update as well. So enjoy the footy and enjoy life, my friend. Thanks, Walsh. Enjoy your weekend as well.